Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. I tried the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, and we'd go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours, too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tacovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to Nerd Wallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year, managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup, putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks. And also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome to the Boneyard for Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Thursday edition of The Yard. It's difficult to know what day it is when uh, the holidays are here. You know what I'm saying? It's like I woke up some days and I wonder if I need to bring the kid to school or uh, does he need to bring me to school? What's going on? Do I, do I, can I sleep late today? It's difficult. Get that holiday malaise, but I uh, hope that you guys have had a great holiday season. It was Christmas Day yesterday, as you guys are well aware. Hope that uh, you got everything on your list. I have been uh, overwhelmed with so many people tagging me in pictures on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, and other forms of social media, uh, bragging about their new copies of Stark Villains, and I hope you guys enjoy every word of that. Work very, very hard on it. If you didn't get one, you can. I know many people said, hey, Steve, I was waiting to see if I was going to get the book for Christmas. Well, if you didn't, treat yourself by going to starkvillainsthebook.com. 
and order your books. Matter of fact, I just got back from the publisher and signing some more books that were ordered just yesterday. I guess people were waiting to see if they got them in their Christmas stocking, and we didn't. They went ahead and took care of it. So there we are. So a lot to get into today. Really not a lot to get into today, but some important stuff to get into today. There's really only one or two topics that you guys are really interested in right now, and that involves the situation around Garrett Schrader and his health, uh, and, and all the things stemming from a post-practice incident that we kind of got into on Monday that occurred last Friday. So let's hit the high points right out of the gate. Garrett Schrader will not play in the Music City Bowl next Monday. That is not going to happen. Uh, Garrett Schrader is expected to be with the team in Nashville. A lot of discussion right now about you know what, what's going on, where is he. Uh, and so as many of you guys know, I guess it has been, I believe it was the Auburn game when Garrett had a bit of an ankle injury and he's kind of been in a protective boot since then and everybody kind of had a you know, kind of an eye on a postseason cleanup of that ankle. Uh, that's going to happen sooner rather than later now in hopes of kind of getting him back to, to be, uh, you know, in spring practice. But, uh, you know, listen, he's not going to play in the ball game, so there's no point in kind of prolonging that. There's no point in delaying that. And I was told that, this, that it could happen this week, could happen next week, but it is there is a, a postseason surgery that is imminent but Garrett Schrader wants to be with his football team for the Music City Bowl. And so I suspect that we'll see that maybe that cleanup procedure take place next week. But um, so there's a couple things that I want to say about all of this, and we'll take our time and kind of work our way through it. So Tommy Stevens is going to start the bowl game. Tommy Stevens, as you guys know, when he's been healthy, it's been outstanding. When he hasn't been healthy, it's been hit or miss, to say the least. But he will be your starting quarterback. I have said many times when Tommy Stevens has been healthy, the offense has looked tremendous. We've been very versatile. In this ball game, we shouldn't have to be very versatile. Remember, Kentucky ran the football over and over and over and over and over and threw just two passes in the ball game. That's it. Put up a ton of points, a ton of yards. Louisville didn't learn how to play run defense over the Christmas holidays. You kind of are what you are at this point. The number one thing Mississippi State's got to do is protect the football. But Tommy Stevens is going to be your quarterback. Tommy Stevens is very capable of leading this offense and winning this football game. So it's time for us to kind of throw our allegiance behind that. Now, before we get into a couple other things, let me go ahead and thank our friends at Bulldog Burger Company. Great, great, great restaurant quality hamburger right here in Starkville and now Tupelo, a Bulldog Burger Company. I've had so many people that have said, you know what, Steve, I had never been in there until I started listening to your show. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you patronizing the people uh, to support me. But you're going to go by, you're going to have the spring rolls. You're going to be better looking. Everybody around you is going to be better looking. It will change your life. Go find your own favorites. I am uh, The next time I go in, I'm going to get the Bryant. The Bryant was like my first foray into the uh, the designer hamburgers that you get at Bulldog Burger Company. If you want just a straight-ahead restaurant-quality hamburger, go get the Bulldog. That's the way to go. That's the American classic. But if you want to change it up a little bit, you want to have a little fun with it, go have the Bryant. Maybe have the Lauren. The Pimentology add bacon, that's the big one for me. 
but now two locations to serve you on University in Stark, Vegas, and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo. Go by find your own favorites, Bulldog Burger Company, the place in Starkville, and now Tupelo, where people go to meet, M-E-A-T. So, one of the things that happens whenever there is bad news is people want to find a way to assign blame. That, that's that's everywhere. And you may hear some background noise. i got people around me today. We're actually having our Thanksgiving dinner today. Got mom coming up and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be a good day. Uh, but I wanted to get with you guys today and kind of go over some of these things. But uh, it is so easy because we get derailed and say, you know what, Look, we got to figure out who to blame. There is accountability on both sides of this deal with Garrett Schrader and Willie Gay. And I, ha I have read a lot of things online that, that are inaccurate. And uh, I, I want to do what we can to kind of correct the narrative a little bit. So Garrett Schrader is not a guy that is scared of much. I, I don't know that he's scared of anything. For, for a younger guy, for a true freshman, very, 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 very confident. And so because he is confident, he is going to speak his mind. Because he is confident... He's going to stick up for his guys because he is confident and because he is a leader, he's going to say what he feels needs to be done. Now, on the other side of things, Willie Gay. Willie Gay is one of the most talented football players on the Mississippi State roster. He also is a guy that gets a little escalated emotionally at times. As you guys remember, in the Kentucky game, he had the big pick early on. Next thing you know, he gets unsportsmanlike conduct. And then a little bit later, he gets into it with a Kentucky lineman and his emotions got the better of him. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to uh, to paint a pretty picture for here and, and just make you seem like, okay, well, everything is okay. Let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya. I get accused of that sometimes falsely. But here's the reality of the situation is you had a couple of alpha dogs out there kind of trading, trading licks. And Garrett got the worst end of it. It's the reality of it. I don't like it any more than you do. You know, it's interesting. Somebody shared it, you know, uh, a passage from my own book in Stark Villains where Nick Fitzgerald talks about when the fight broke out at Oxford and how he kind of retreated to the sidelines over there to make sure he was free and clear of all that to protect his hands because he had to handle the football. And so as a quarterback, you've got to take some accountability. You don't need to be involved in that sort of stuff. The flip side of it is, as a teammate, you don't hit the quarterback. You don't hit him in practice. You don't hit him in a post-practice meeting. You don't do it any, at any point. You know, the quarterback, in many respects, is just like the king on the chessboard. you got to protect him at all times. So there is accountability on both sides of this deal. I have read some people that have said, oh, you know, well, Willie Gay should be kicked off the team. I, I don't support that. I don't I don't believe that. And I, and I think, you know, from what I have heard you know, privately, that Garrett doesn't want that either. Garrett doesn't want any of this to be a distraction. Now, unfortunately, some of it will be. But there's really no way to feel good about this incident. I mean, that, we can't. And we can't look at it and say, well, you know, it'll be okay. Now, I've read some people say, well, you know, I'm glad to know that i got a quarterback that's got a little moxie and got a little courage. And, you know, you know I guess that's a little bit of a silver lining, I guess. But I, but I already kind of knew that. Yeah, I already knew that Garrett Schrader was a tough guy. Uh, I think it's important to remember that both Garrett Schrader and Willie Gay are both Mississippi State Bulldogs. These are two guys who made mistakes, both of them. Both of them made some mistakes in this deal. And now we kind of move forward. But for those of you that you know that would say that, well, one's more at fault than the other, you know, I don't have enough details about that for me to, to, to really pick a side. Uh, I picked the Mississippi State side. And the Mississippi State side is going to be a little difficult because of the fact that we're going to play without our, our, our starting quarterback. 
The flip side of that is at least we're not out there, you know, starting a true backup. We're actually kind of rotating back to the starter. But I'll be honest with you guys, it's one of those things, you know, it just seems like this year, I had, I had a friend of mine text me earlier and said, you know, it just feels like that we're snake bit. And it just, I'm just so ready for football season to end, but I want it to end on a positive note. But it's just been one of those years where it just seems like we simply cannot get out of our own way. I, I heard, a, I heard a, <laughs> a great friend of mine years ago made a comment about the New Orleans Saints. He goes, I don't have a problem with the Saints shooting themselves in the foot, but I don't understand why they keep reloading the gun. And that's how this year feels for us at Mississippi State. It feels like that we've constantly got something going on. We've got something constantly to worry about, whether it be an injury or an off-the-field indiscretion. There always seems to be something. And so I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready for the season to end. And it's because of the fact that we're all so emotionally invested in this. We're all emotionally invested in this. And, and so uh, I've read with a great interest a lot of comments on the jeanspage.com message boards and the Facebook groups and social media, and it's a very, very polarizing incident. We all knew that it would be. So let me, if I can, give you a little bit of a timeline here of kind of what we know and kind of how we learned it, okay? I'll, I'll try to do that for you. And so I guess it was, so Friday, people forget this, but Joe Moorhead met with us Friday evening. We had, that was the last on-campus media availability before the team left to go to the ball side. So Joe met with us Friday evening. This incident happened prior to that. And so then we had a practice on Saturday. Okay, so so you had the uh, the fight between Willie and and uh, and Garrett Schrader. And so and here's one of the things too that I want to make sure people understand. I have learned that they have had a uh, the term that was shared with me is just bantering. That they have had a competitive banter all year, but it has never been mean-spirited or, or, you know, disrespectful or anything of that. Just two alpha dogs out there, uh, you know, playing football and times get spirited. In this particular situation, it kind of trickled over. There was some words exchanged post-practice and then some licks were exchanged. Now, some people are kind of painting Willie Gay out to be some kind of villain here. So I wasn't there. So I am having to depend on eyewitness accounts from people who were there. So some of the things that I share with you, I understand it's not from my own personal eyewitness account. It is what I'm getting from other people. But I have talked to enough people that I believe this is correct. That uh, once the, uh, the brouhaha, or whatever you want to call it, it's one of the things, too, that I, I am so incredibly tired of. It's so we have some people that just absolutely parse over these words and put them under a microscope and say, well, why didn't you call it this? Why didn't you call it a terrorist attack? You know, some stupid crap like that. So it's bad enough without it is, as it is, without us adding all this colorful language to it. Well, Steve, you, you kind of talk down about it. You know, well, here's the thing. We learn, we learn information as we go. Do you think anybody was eager to talk to the media about this on Friday? Give me a break. Nobody wanted to talk about this. People trying to figure out what to do. What do we do now? And at Friday, at the close of business Friday, everybody believed that Garrett Schrader would remain the starting quarterback for the Music City Bowl. Everybody. I haven't talked to anybody 
that said when he walked away from that fight that there's anything other than he's going to be able to play. Nobody felt that. Nobody said that. The expectation was Garrett was going to continue to be the quarterback. That's the information we had at the time. We find out later, basically on Monday, we find out that on Saturday, Garrett missed practice. His eye was extremely swollen. And Tommy Stevens took the reps with the ones. That's the last practice. That was the last practice until Mississippi State practiced today. So there was no media availability. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. There was no football practice Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. There was not even a team function last night once people got to Nashville. There was simply the, uh, you show up, you check in, and then you move forward. But there was not this, you know, function with the with Louisville. You know, there, was, there wasn't that. A lot of times you have these events where everybody shows up and, you know, you, you play the the limbo or whatever, and, you, you know, who, who could do the Macarena, that sort of stuff. That didn't happen last night. The team rallied. You know, everybody was supposed to get there on their own and get to Nashville and, and uh, you know, report, and then they get their bowl swag and all that sort of stuff and move forward. Garrett Schrader was not one of those. He does plan to be there. Uh, I, I understand he will either be en route to, uh, tomorrow, which is Friday, or Saturday at the latest. But he will be there because he wants to be there to support his team. But on Monday, the information that we had from, let's just say, sources close to the situation was that Garrett would be reassessed by team doctors on Wednesday after the swelling went down. Now, are there some people out there that probably were a little less than forthcoming with that information? Absolutely. But they are doing what they feel is best for Mississippi State. They are trying to protect a, uh, you know, a, a student privacy issue. Not to mention the fact this is a very embarrassing issue for us. This is an embarrassing issue for Mississippi State football and all the people that are invested in Mississippi State. But Willie Gay is not some monster that some people are out there trying to suggest. A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, well, will he hit our quarterback? And you know what? He's wrong for that. He absolutely is. Garrett Schrader's wrong for his part in it, too. And I've read the flip side of it. Some other people are saying, well, I can't believe, uh, I can't. I can only imagine what Garrett Schrader had to say that would have ignited Willie. Listen, it's not about assigning blame at this point. Both of them are responsible for their actions. Both of them made some mistakes. And I have been told with good authority that both of them are ready to move forward. That both of them regret the incident. They regret the the negative uh, attention that it has brought on Mississippi State and Mississippi State football. They they are uh, upset about the distraction that it has caused. Because we're trying to go win a football game, guys. And all that we've had for the past 72 hours now is this talk about this uh, fight. I understand it lasted, you know, 15, 20 seconds. The first report I had said it was about 10 seconds, and a couple of people said, well, it wasn't, it's a little bit longer than that. But it wasn't Fight Club or anything like that. You know, they, they, had, a, they had a fight, and I, I've called it a dust-up because that's, that's a term I think you always use when you're on a sports field. That's not to make light of the situation. But, you know, some punches were thrown from both sides. And uh, I don't under, you know, that's one of the things, too, that I think is important is that both of these gentlemen, 
are at fault. Both of them. Both of them are also Mississippi State Bulldogs. Both of them are guys that we're going to need to make plays for us in the future. Willie Gay is practicing with the team today. Willie Gay practiced with the team on Saturday. Now, I know the, the first thing that people hear, because so many people don't have all the facts, and listen, despite the fact that Dave Murray and Paul Jones and Mike Nemeth and I probably made about 50 or 60 phone calls, we don't have all the facts either. And we're depending on other people's account of what transpired, and hopefully we get enough people kind of singing out of the same hymnal to kind of form a good hypothesis of what we believe happened. But we don't have all the facts. We're sharing with you what we've learned. And some of these people right out of the gate are like, you know what? Hey, that Willie Gay guy, he was involved with Tudor Gate. He's wrecking our season. You know what? Some of that is fair. He's earned some of that criticism. But in this situation, it takes two to tango. Both of them have some accountability in this. People say, well, you know, Steve, well, we need to kick Willie Gay off the football team. We need to suspend them both for the bowl game. Okay, so now Garrett Schrader is injured. So he's not available to play in the bowl game. So do we want to suspend him for the season opener too? Because he has to sit out. Do we want to go ahead and drag this out in the next year? Is that what we want to do? I think the sooner we get this behind us, the better. There's got to be some accountability, though. There has to be some sense of discipline for this. You know, and I've always been a firm believer in you, you, you can discipline a player without hurting the team. You know, the, the first reaction is always cut them, send them home, be done with them. You know, I've shared with you guys before, I've had similar experiences as a coach where I felt the same way. And I had great, thankfully, I had some head coaches on top of me uh, that were supervising me that had a little more maturity than me. That saw the bigger picture. This is an ugly incident in our program's history. I don't think it has to be the final piece of uh, Willie Gay's legacy. I don't think it has to be uh, you know, quite the embarrassment for Garrett Schrader. You know, because let's be honest here, while Garrett got the end of the, the worst end of this deal, it's not like he's completely innocent either. But we got to go play a football game, and we're going to be without our starting quarterback. We're going to be without our quarterback that, that won the Egg Bowl, that beat Kentucky. We're going to be without, you know, I, personally, I think Garrett Schrader is a better runner a more decisive runner than Tommy Stevens, even though Tommy ran it really well against Arkansas. And he got banged up against Abilene Christian. That's one of the things, too. One, one, one of the things that I have read, you know, there have been a lot of outlandish comments. I read one earlier that somebody tried to say that they didn't believe that Garrett Schrader was injured, that this was, this was Joe Moorhead's excuse to start Tommy Stevens, his guy, or his boy, Tommy Stevens. Uh, well, you know, uh, Garrett Schrader is his guy, too. I don't, I don't know, you know, he didn't inherit Garrett Schrader. He recruited Garrett Schrader to come to Mississippi State. Matter of fact, Garrett Schrader wasn't considering Mississippi State before Joe Moorhead got here. He was leaning to Penn State, which is where Joe Moorhead was. So Tommy Stevens, yes, he's very much a Joe Moorhead guy, but so is Garrett Schrader. Garrett has a relationship with Joe. Garrett's parents, Tracy and Christy Schrader, have the, the relationship with Joe. So Garrett is very much a Joe Moorhead guy. Joe Moorhead's got to go win a football game, guys. We're, this, this is going to determine whether we have a winning season or not. If you think that Joe Moorhead's just going to get cute to give Tommy Stevens a swan song and then uh, have us post a losing season for the first time uh, since 2000 and, uh, 
16, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. That's just not how any of this works. That's not how anybody looks at this. And I think it's important that we kind of take a step back here because we get all emotional. I get emotional. Matter of fact, I even considered not even recording this show today. And I had some family over and I was, I was recording. They showed up and I said, you know what? It's probably good. Give me a chance to kind of wind down a little bit. And then I go log on to social media and I get ramped up again. But both of these guys are guys that we care about. Both of these guys are our players. And it's one of those things that I, I think about all of this. It's, I've read some of these comments. Oh, the team is divided. You don't know that. Oh, the team is like the, the team supports Garrett and this team supports Willie. You, you, you don't know that. You know, I, I read Rod Gibson. I don't know if you guys, some of you younger guys may not know who Rod Gibson is. Rod Gibson was uh, kind of the Nick Gibson of his day. He was a guy that did, did get the hard yards for us. Matter of fact, he scored a touchdown to beat LSU in 1999. And yes, he got in. I will not listen to any slander otherwise. Rod comes back and makes a comment after uh, some of the social media stuff. And I, and I, there have been several players that have come out and said, you know what? You know, there are fights in practice, and there are. There are fights in practice. It's pretty uncommon for the starting quarterback to be a part of that, certainly to see him get injured. But I want to share with you something that Rod Gibson said, because I think it's important. I think everybody needs to take a look here. Rod says, and he tweets this from his personal Twitter account, that's R. Gibson, at R. Gibson MSU. Rod currently on staff at Mississippi State, former player, current football staffer. I had several as a player, talking about fights, and the family stayed together. There are no issues within our Bulldog family now. Some people act as if they are perfect. Show me one perfect family that doesn't have disputes. We are fine. Hashtag hell state. Rufus Warren mentioned earlier that he wasn't sure how he felt about everything. Then you have Tobias Smith, one of the toughest offensive linemen to wear the uniform in many years. Tobias responds to Rufus Warren, bro, you are a part of the program as a player. Fights happen. Don't let people overreacting make you forget that. I don't think anybody, and let's let's be honest here, Rod Gibson's a Jackie Sherrill guy. Rufus Warren's a, a Dan Mullen guy. Tobias Smith's a Dan Mullen guy. Tobias also comes back and says, man, people are just talking. It's football. Tempers flare. You get competitive alpha males. Fights are going to happen. Sometimes no matter who the coach is, this is not on the coach. That's Tobias Smith. It's a Dan Mullen guy. Rufus Warren responds, half the time, coaches don't even get involved. Just picture Dan trying to break up two offensive linemen is throwing hands. It's uh, it's one of those things. Unless Tobias was here, somebody made a comment, too, asking about, did you ever see anybody punch Dak or Tyler Russell? Tobias says, LOL, I'll just say this. I did see a quarterback get into a fight. It's the funniest stuff ever. What does that mean because of the position they play? And then Rufus comes back. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ironically, it was with a linebacker. Tobias responds, but at the end of the day, it was all love. People have made this a big deal. They will still be teammates and work together in the future. 
Rufus responds, they dapped it up afterwards and we left it alone. Bayless had his tricks because he'll make him your partner in a big workout. I tried to break your jaw one day and the next I'm running up a hill with you on my back. It's all about one goal at the end of the day. These are guys that have bled on the football field in a maroon and white jersey for us. They've gone out and contributed for us. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, these things happen, and so we should just turn you know, a blind eye to it. That, that's, that's wrong. This is an aggressive game. This is an emotional game. Tempers run high. People do things that are emotional. This time, the one reason that it made the newspaper is because the quarterback's involved. And now the quarterback's missing the bowl game. I'm not excusing the behavior, but I understand it. I understand it. A lot of people are reacting emotionally because of the fact they're invested in Mississippi State sports. They're invested in us winning this bowl game against Louisville. We got the golden egg back. Again, we managed to navigate a very difficult and stressful football season. Now we have an opportunity to to end up on the winning side of things and win a ball game and feel good about life and set the narrative heading into the offseason. Well, some of that's now been damaged because of the fact that we were, uh, our conquering hero, Garrett Schrader, won't be the quarterback. Now, I believe if Tommy Stevens is healthy, Mississippi State is still going to line up and run the football right all over him. I, I, I firmly believe that. I think Colin Hill will have a huge day. I think Nick Gibson will have a big day. I think the offensive line will have a big day. I think you got to throw it around just a little bit just to keep them honest. But Kentucky threw it twice. We keep getting back to that. You think Kentucky runs the footballs better than Mississippi State? They don't have a back as good as Colin Hill. Colin Hill has uh, put his name in a draft. He's going to go out there and try to put his best foot forward. He won't be dogging it. Nick Gibson's play may be playing the last football game of his life. He's not guaranteed a pro football future. He's got to go out there and make some things happen. And certainly, Nick will sign with an agent and go to pro day and probably get some workouts and probably have a chance to go to camp with somebody as an undrafted free agent. I still believe he was underutilized here at Mississippi State, but I digress. But those guys are going to go out there and try to get a W. This is their last win. You think they're going to say, well, you know, we had this little incident in practice. And so, you know, maybe, maybe I don't want to participate, or maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't care about that record, huh, Colin? No, those guys are going to bring you a good effort. They're going to come out and play. You think Tommy Stevens, a guy that transferred to Mississippi State looking to have the one you know season of his career to kind of show pro scouts what he could do, you think that guy's just going to go through the motions knowing this could be the last football game of his life? It's not going to happen, guys. They're going to come out. They're going to play hard. They're going to come out to win the game. All of this other stuff, this could be a distraction, but I don't believe that it will be. I think it'll be a rallying cry. I think, and I really think too, and this is one of the things that irritates me, and uh, and I'll share this with you. Those of you that are tweeting at Willie Gay, negative comments, you need to get a life. Not only do you not know the facts about the situation, but that's not your place. It's not your place. And I know right now some of you guys are saying, well, it's my Twitter account. I'll do what I want to do. You know what? That, that's cool. But if you're going to do that, go ahead and take all the Mississippi State stuff off your Twitter account. Because I don't think anybody associated with Mississippi State wants you associated with them if you're going to go attack one of our players when you don't know anything 
Oh, you know, you've read a couple posts on a message board. Somebody said something. They heard something from somebody who knew something that read something that talked to somebody at the coffee shop that dated somebody who might have been there at some point in your life. You don't know that. You go out and attack one of our players. We're getting ready to go play a ball game. You go attack one of our players. What does that say about what does it say to recruits? Well, I don't care. It makes me feel better. Again, go ahead and take all the Mississippi State stuff off your Twitter account. Go ahead and be done with it. It's ridiculous. This is an ugly situation. Let's not make it uglier. You're not, we're not helping the situation. Absolutely not helping the situation. So Dave Murray got the story together. We've actually had the story together for two days. We were told Tuesday, I was on my way to Jackson, told Tuesday, working the phones while I'm in the car, said, hey, we're, we're going to go ahead and run the story. Tommy Stevens is going to start. We said, hey, you know, listen, there's some decisions that haven't been made yet. Let's wait for the team to get to Nashville because, you know, and we want to be right. Okay, we want to be first, but we want to be right. So we made an administrative decision. Okay, let's wait. We'll wait. The team is going to report Wednesday night. And then the rumors were that Garrett Schroeder would be reassessed by team doctors and a decision will be made. That was kind of the, the, the words in the wind. And so today, we, you know, Garrett doesn't show up last night because he, you know, not going to play in the ball game. And so there's no need to rush up there that he didn't want to be a distraction. Tommy's trying to get the team ready to go win a game. Not to mention, you got a lot of players. They're, they're invested in outcome, too. There are a lot of players I know that are eager to see Garrett. Eager to see Willie. It's an ugly incident, but it's not a final incident. So we ran our story today, and it wasn't you know breaking news. I guess the only news I guess that we broke today is that Garrett Schrader's uh, orbital bone injury is not expected to require surgery. That was one of the things that it, from from the, there have been so many rumors about this, and it complicates things for us. Okay, but at the same time too, I think at the end of the day, it it kind of gives us a little credibility because of the fact that. Uh, we can sort through some of that. You know, the, the initial reports were that Garrett Schrader was knocked out and uh, that he had broken his hand and all that kind of stuff. None of that was true. Wasn't true then, not true now. Garrett Schrader uh, walked off the field after the incident. Did not, uh, wasn't woozy. Didn't go to the hospital. Did, did, you know, didn't, didn't require an intervention or anything of that sort. And there's all these rumors right there. And so we've done our best to try to get it right. Sometimes that takes a little time. So I share that with you because I think it's important that you guys know that there are two guys involved in this altercation. Both could have handled things a lot differently. I don't support hitting the quarterback on or off the field. But I also understand, too, that sometimes the quarterback puts himself in harm's way. But at the end of the day, we're all Mississippi State people. We're all Mississippi State fans, Mississippi State players, Mississippi State students, etc. And now it's time to pull together. Be back tomorrow, the shorter show today because of the, the hour and all the circumstances. Be back tomorrow. We'll begin to preview the bowl game. We'll talk about what to look for against uh, Louisville, and what Mississippi State fans should expect from the team. I expect this is to come out and win the ball game. That's my attitude. That's what I think. I think Tommy Stevens is healthy enough, and when Tommy Stevens has been healthy, we've played exceptionally well. If Tommy is healthy, I think we're going to play well, and then we're going to win the ball game. 
that'll do it for today. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in a way we live. Hey, yep, I'm almost mistaken here. Before I get out of here, I would be wrong if I didn't say this. Campus Bookmart. You got to go by and see them. Campus Bookmart. If you can't make it to town, order online, campusbookmart.net. Promo code BSR will get you free shipping on all, all orders over $50. Any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. I was there with them a little bit before Christmas. Still got a lot of maroon and white clothing. So if you didn't get the state clothing you wanted for Christmas, and I know many of you didn't, you can order it there again at campusbookmart.net. Promo code BSR, beautiful Steve Robertson, saves you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. And many of you didn't get that book. So remember, it's starkvillainsthebook.com. Show's a little choppy today because I had to kind of start and stop and kind of get some things together. But again, tomorrow will be more of a uh, cohesive show. We'll have Joe Moorhead's comments about uh, Garrett Schrader and Tommy Stevens and Willie Gay and, and any fallout from all that. We'll discuss that and, and we'll discuss the game ahead. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.